ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Wednesday, January 18th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I am your host, Paul Swan. We are here until 6 o'clock. And I'll get your text in this hour, 304-396-TALK. That is 304-396-8255. So we'll get your text in this hour. We've got a busy show today. We're going to hear a little bit more from Tony Kemper looking ahead to Thursday's opponent at the Cam Henderson Center, the Troy Trojans. We'll get his thoughts on the matchup. It's going to be an interesting one as the Thundering Herd will be facing off against a much longer team in the Troy Trojans. So we'll hear from Coach later on in the hour. I first want to keep an eye on, and I've been I've been looking to see if I can get any more information on this. And you know, we got a couple of things we got to clean up from yesterday. You know, first of all, uh, yet to hear anything outside of what we heard yesterday when a few sources, a um, few media outlets citing sources, uh, putting out there that Marshall defense coordinator Lance Gedry was leaving. The Thundering Herd are going to become the defensive coordinator at Tulane. So I haven't got anything new on that. Also, Byron Leftwich is he out yet at Tampa Bay as the offensive coordinator? Yeah, I know that was coming up yesterday. We didn't touch too much on it because it really there wasn't much there. And there still isn't much there. Todd Bowl said no decision has been made about possible changes to the staff for 2023. So I don't know if that's the infamous vote of confidence slash no confidence, but we haven't heard much on Byron Leftwich yet there. So we're kind of still waiting and trying to figure out, okay, what's going to happen here? When are some of these things, you know, if they're happening, when do we get the official word on? And then today, you know, again, Sometimes I just want to stay off Twitter because that's where good things and bad things happen, it feels like. And today we find out that Marshall wide receiver Corey Gamage making the announcement that he has entered the transfer portal. So the transfer portal giveth and it taketh away. Now there's two things you can think about when this. The the one thing you can think about is, you know, I hate to see Corey Gamage go. Hate to see him go. And the positive side of this is, oh, here's an opportunity for Marshall to go out and get someone, bring someone in, someone to step up to take the place of Corey Gamage. Maybe you can bring someone in who's a little faster. Maybe you can bring someone in who's a little, a little taller. Maybe you can bring someone in who's more athletic. Maybe you can do all of that. We've talked about this before. This was brought up by you, and I remember it. If you're a wide receiver, what is it about Marshall that makes you want to play the position of wide receiver? Is it the quarterback play? Is it the high, fast-paced, high-octane offense? Is there something there? I mean, if you're a running back, you want to get a piece of this team. If you're a running back, you want an opportunity to maybe play for the Thundering Herd because it seems like running backs thrive at Marshall University right now. Marshall has done really good. And, of course, you bring in a coach, Charles Huff, 
who has a specialty with running backs. So he knows the position, and he seems to be doing uh, some amazing things uh, there either directly or indirectly at the running back position. But if you're a wide receiver, you know, you, know, you, you look at the quarterback position and you think, okay, is, is this the place for me? Can I really showcase myself in this current configuration of Marshall University, the football team? Is, is this team conducive to me having success to showcase myself? Because honestly, we're at that point now where – on the one hand, you get a guy like Owen Porter yesterday coming out, called a Zoom, called the media to his attention so he can make the official announcement that he wasn't going anywhere. Not that I'm returning or I'm leaving, that I'm not going anywhere. I wanted to stay at Marshall. And so you got a guy like Owen Porter. He's been around for a long time now. He wants to finish his career at Marshall. He had some opportunities, decided you know, this is where he wants to be. He's a local kid, so there's connections, there's ties. And then you have kids that are coming in from the transfer portal because they didn't find success or they wanted to find success elsewhere and weren't finding it. Or, or there could be some different issue. There could be a family emergency. There could be a hundred issues, reasons why a kid gets in the transfer portal. Not all of it is nefarious. Not all of it is I want to get myself in the best position possible. Some of it is, hey, you know, it's not working out here, or I, I need to be closer to home, or hey, maybe the school's not working out for the athlete. Maybe Marshall or another school offers something better. I mean, a lot of these kids, they know that after this level, they're possibly not going to see the football field ever again in any major capacity. So the transfer portal isn't all bad. Name, image, and likeness isn't all bad. Kid has an opportunity to go out and earn now. I've always thought that if a regular student at Marshall University has the opportunity to go and hold down a second job or a third job and try to work their way through college and earn some income while they're studying, you know, why are the rules different for student athletes? Well, now that we don't know if this box is ever going to be closed again, it's still the wild, wild west right now when it comes to name, image, and likeness. And, and yesterday, you know, Owen Porter talked about that, excited for some of the name, image, and likeness opportunities. And so he's staying. Players are not staying or staying partially based on playing time, partially based on maybe NIL, partially based on can I be successful here and you get varying degrees of, of reasons why. And so today you lose another one and Corey Gamage. I mean, we'd love to see Corey out there. So the question is, if you're a wide receiver, do you look at Marshall and go, hey, I want to come to Marshall? Or if you're Coach Huff, do you look at this as an opportunity to say, okay, this is where we need to bolster this position. We need to boost this position. And – we got to go out and be aggressive. we got to have guys that our quarterbacks can throw to. Use this as an opportunity. Always, always look for a way to turn this disadvantage into an advantage. So, okay, you're losing Corey Gamage. Now you got to go out and you got to find some better. you got to find receivers that are better than Corey Gamage. you got this running back thing down pretty good. This defense thing looks like it's pretty solid under Coach Huff. And hopefully, I, I hate to say it, 
I don't want to see Lance Gidry go, but if he goes, I get it. Now, can you figure out a way to to get some weapons out there? Not just a running attack. And, of course, you know, Marshall is a run-first team. It's a run-first offense. But now here's an opportunity. Do you open it up a little bit more? Do you go out there and try to recruit bigger, faster, stronger, more breakaway speed, more height, more escapability, more football IQ, whatever aspects of, of the game you're looking to increase. You know, is this an opportunity now to go out there? Because, again, this is going to happen again next year. We're going to be talking about this next year. We're going to talk about this the year after. If I'm here in 10 years, we're going to be talking about this in 10 years. If I'm here in 15 or 20 years, I'm going to be retiring at that point, maybe. We're going to be talking about this. It's going to be something we talk about all year round. It is here. It is not going anywhere. Our text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. we got basketball coming up this week. Marshall's on the road on the men's side taking on Texas State. That's going to be an 8 o'clock tip tomorrow, 7 o'clock airtime here on ESPN, 94.1 at AM 930. On the women's side, we've got Tony Kemper's squad, 6 o'clock tip. It's going to be Mental Health Awareness Night at the Cam Henderson Center. The opponent... The Troy Trojans, Tony Kemper on the other side of the break when we continue with this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday, January 18th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Our text line is open this hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Earlier in the program, we told you that Marshall wide receiver Corey Gamage announced it when he has entered the transfer portal. And, of course, you have reacted on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. Again, it's at Paul Swan on Twitter. Couple of reactions already from Corey Gamage's announcement earlier. Uh, one tweet in to me said that can't blame him. Marshall has no passing game, so he doesn't get a shot at the big show staying here. Also from Twitter, oh wow, that's a bummer. Also from Twitter, the word ouch. So some of you um, hating to see another loss to the transfer portal, this time in Corey Gamage. And you can find me on Twitter. And if you do, follow me as well. I'd appreciate it, at Paul Swan. And, of course, we've got the text line open. Look, if you don't want to commit to me long-term on Twitter, I get that. You can find me. You can follow me. I appreciate that. You you can leave the relationship anytime. You don't have to think of it as a long-term commitment. But if if you do want a commitment to me, it's it's great. I appreciate that. But if you just want a commitment to me, like, on a daily basis, I'll take your text, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Let's talk a little Marshall women's basketball because I had a chance to catch up with Tony Kemper yesterday during his presser. 
And I also had a chance to talk to Abby Beeman for a few minutes. And we'll start with Coach Kemper as Marshall is getting set for the Troy Trojans coming into the Cam Henderson Center. That is coming up on Thursday at 6 p.m. As I mentioned earlier, it is uh, it is Mental Health Awareness Night. It's also um, going to be an opportunity for um, – moms and dads to go watch their kids do jump rope because it's the village of Barbersville elementary school jump rope team in action. All right, let's, uh, let's get to the meat of this. Marshall's two and four coming into the game and the thundering herd will face off against the Troy Trojans. They're five and one. They were the preseason favorite. They're 10 and seven overall. They're very good. At rebounding, they're very good at the free throw line. Uh, Troy is first in the country in offensive rebounds per game at 22.2 and rebounds per game at 51.3. They're pretty tall. They're pretty long. And Coach was asked about trying to match up with a team that's going to be a lot taller than your squad. And... Tony, I give him credit. There's really not much he can do matchup-wise. The players you have are the players you have. So he talked about they're not going to be able to change the lineup much trying to just match height for height, size for size. Well, I, I don't know that we can change the starting lineup to match up with Troy and Height. I mean, they're, you're right. They're, they're pretty long. And um, I kind of discussed that a little bit earlier. I, I think that, um, you know, we have a couple more practices before we play, but – my typical thing is um, is to be steady with with what we do, uh, but I, I think we're entering the point where you know everybody involved is like let's try to make something good happen, and so uh, you never know. But um, it, it doesn't matter who's in there; uh, they're going to have to box out. They're going to have to really chase rebounds. We've got to take care of the ball. When you look at the things that Troy does well, and rebounding is what Troy does well. Pretty good team. And they're a team that has done that to everyone. It's not just going to be a Marshall issue. That has been an issue for everyone this season facing off against Troy. So Coach Kemper talked about that a little bit, a little bit more in depth, trying to to solve the, the riddle, solve the rebounding advantage that Troy is going to bring into the Henderson Center. You know, Troy has a rebounding advantage against everybody they play, if you look at the, the numbers. You know, we're, that's not a, you know, more, little bitty Marshall thing. It, it's not that. I mean, we, we out-rebounded Old Dominion by three, you know, and they might have had some more size on us too. So, um, but Troy, this is Troy's identity, is to go rebound the basketball. So it doesn't matter where they're at. It, it's a thing for every visiting coach or, or opposing coach that they have to solve. They have to try to solve that problem, you know. So I don't know that it's just a matter of you're three inches taller, you, you go because it's going to come to you. I mean, we're, we're going to have to do a good job of chasing it, boxing out. Um, and they're relentless, so we'll have to be that same way. That's Tony Kemper trying to solve that rebounding advantage. We'll find out if the herd can do it. That's coming up tomorrow. That's at 6 o'clock at the Cam Henderson Center. Abby Beeman was on hand as well yesterday. Get a chance to talk to her. And one of the questions I had for her was trying to – 
get out to a fast start. This has been a Thundering Herd team that has put itself in a hole and then has battled back, looked good in the battle back, and the scoreboard maybe not reflecting the early portion of the game where Marshall could not get the offense going. So Abby talked about trying to get out to a fast start. Yeah, for sure. They've definitely all been close. I think that's kind of what makes it hurt even worse. But I think for us personally, getting out to a fast start normally always you know, ends up well for us. So I think starting to eliminate the slow start so we don't have to you know, crawl back into it and you know, have that big hole to get ourselves out of, um, I think that's really important for us. And something else when talking to her yesterday, she – She's saying the right things, and I think she is sincere when she says it. This team is not okay with this streak of losing. I think you can ask anyone in the locker room, anyone on the staff, losing four games in a row, especially in conference, is no fun. And I, like you said, I like to fight the teammates. I know we all hate losing. You can see it on our faces you know, after the games and stuff. So I think we're, we're going to really look to turn that around, and I think it's good that we're not you know, okay with just losing those games. It kind of lights a fire under us. I'll tell you what, if I'm Troy tomorrow, I look for a fight because if I lost four straight, I'd be mad as well. And I liked hearing that when I was talking to her yesterday. It wasn't she was just saying the right thing. She was sincere looking me at the eye. She was like, yeah, I we don't like it. We don't like it. And I think this Thundering Herd team will respond. Hopefully it will end in a victory. We'll find out tomorrow. It's a 6 o'clock tip at the Camp Henderson Center and of course we've got a later one for you tomorrow so you have an opportunity to go to the Henderson Center watch the women and then on your way back home you can turn your radio on or take your radio with you and you can listen to the pregame I begin at seven o'clock tip off is set for eight o'clock it's Marshall at Texas State we'll have that game here on ESPN 94.1 in AM 930 and on 93.7 The Dog. So I'm looking forward to it tomorrow. Marshall taking on Texas State. And then after that, Thundering Herd will take on Arkansas State. We'll see what the Herd can do on the road. And again, new opponents, Sunbelt travel. These are places Marshall hasn't been in a long time or never been. Looking at the schedule, it's going to be fun to see what some of these destinations look like for the Thundering Herd. We'll get some of your text in. I want to do that. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. We've got your tweets as well. At Paul Swan. You can find me on Twitter. Looking forward to you talking to me there. And we will do more of this when we continue on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Wednesday, January 18th edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Something fun announced today from the Sun Belt. Did you know that beach volleyball is now going to be sponsored in the Sun Belt? That was announced earlier today. So Coastal Carolina, Georgia State, ULM, and Southern Miss all have beach volleyball. Now, in addition, the Sun Belt is going to have affiliate members. That will be College of Charleston, Mercer, Stephen F. Austin, and UNCW. It will be an eight-team league. You have Georgia State and the NCAA Championship two times participated 
advanced the round of six last season. So it was important for Georgia State to be in a situation where it can continue in a sport that it's showing success in. When are we going to get beach volleyball on the sandy shores of the Ohio River? I talked about this when it was in Conference USA. And I'm going to say this again now. I know that some people listen to this show. So if they're not listening, make sure they have heard. I'm, I'm talking to I'm talking to Christian Spears, Marshall's athletic director. I'm talking to him. I'm talking to Brad Smith, the president of Marshall University. He's personal friends with Bill Cornwell, our news director here at Kindred Communications. So he likes to go by Brad from Canova. So Brad from Canova and Christian Spears, I'm talking to you. We need to get this rolling. I'm not going to get hockey ever at Marshall University. That's fine. I get it. But let's do this. Let us make the sandy shores of the Ohio River a destination for volleyball. Let's do it. Uh, I tweeted this out earlier on Twitter. You had reactions uh, from Twitter. Let's take the spot located on Fifth Avenue that was originally announced for baseball before its move and build a dedicated volleyball indoor facility for women's volleyball and a sand court for beach volleyball. Be the volleyball headquarters for our state and region. Also from Twitter, Marshall needs to go all in on this and build a beautiful beach volleyball facility along the Ohio. Make it so nice that the conference tournament will be held there routinely. I've been talking about this for a while. I'm going to stay consistent. Marshall needs beach volleyball. Let's do it. Let's make the sandy shores of the Ohio River the go-to destination and the sun belt, the fun belt for beach volleyball. I mentioned this to Ari Agnes uh, once, and she was all for it, but she's not the coach for it, she said. All for it, but not. Could you do this? Could you? Could you make beach volleyball a reality? Could you swing some players over from volleyball to play beach volleyball? I know now with men's track back at Marshall University, you can swing some players over from football to participate. You know, you can get some other teams to maybe encourage their their student athletes to go play uh, in, in multiple sports or run track, participate. We're still trying to get Tavion Kinsey to do the high jump. Let's do it. Let's make beach volleyball reality at Marshall University. Actually, the way the league's talking about this is one of the fastest sports. This is a growing sport. It's one of the hottest sports that's growing, and I think part of that is, of course, a lot of people maybe over the last few years would watch the Summer Olympics, and NBC really featured the beach volleyball a lot on the men's and women's side. And, of course, the United States was pretty good in, in that sport. But this has been a, a sport where it's been growing. What kind of facility would you need for this? You, you need, of course, the, um, the sand pit, the, the surface to play. You need that. Would this, this would have to be outdoor, right? You're doing this outdoors. Would it be covered? So if there were some, do you play in the rain? I need to know more. I have to know more, but we got to get Marshall Beach Volleyball to become a thing. So 
If you would, at Christian Spears, the athletic director of Marshall University, go ahead and at him. He's real easy to find. It's at the herd AD. Just at him on Twitter. Tag me if you want. That's fine. It's just so he knows where it's coming from. Let's get this. Let's get this into reality here. But no, I'm interested. I really want to see if this is a a sport that's going to take off. It's going to be a sport where there's a lot of participation, a lot of interest. Now, I don't know how many people are really going to go down and watch beach volleyball. I don't know. Would you watch it? If Marshall offered beach volleyball as a sport, and be serious with me, if Marshall offered beach volleyball as a sport, would you do it? Would you go? Would you go watch it? Because it took some time to get people to go watch soccer. And now when Chris Grassy came and just shook it all up and started wrecking people's days and winning a national championship for the Thundering Herd or coaching the team to a championship, you know, all of a sudden soccer's a thing at Marshall University. You could could beach volleyball be a similar sport? Could you have beach volleyball? Would you would you want to incorporate a, a beach volleyball facility into the baseball park, maybe? Like off to the just, you know, have softball. You could have like a whole athletic complex here. Because you gotta have this on the on the sandy shores of the Ohio. You just have to. That's my thinking on this anyway. You have to have this on the Ohio. I mean, would you would this be something would you play? Could you? Would it would it really make sense to play beach volleyball indoors on that playing surface? I mean, you can make that happen, right? You could have a, a playing surface in the Ken Henderson Center and do beach volleyball indoors. I gotta ask Aria Agnes about this. I have to talk to her. We we have to get her back on the show in the near future. So we'll do that. But that's that's the big news coming out of conference today. The Sun Belt will have beach volleyball. Um also, the other thing coming out of a league today, and, and we were going to talk about this, but there are a lot of players that are set for the the Tropical Bowl at Camping World Stadium in Orlando. Among the uh, most notable from Thundering Herd would be uh, Abraham Bopalan. Uh, Anthony Watts is going to be there as well, among the uh, notable Herd players that are going to be participating in this thing. Um, I was looking at this, and these things are great for exposure, right? But then I looked at the game. It's going to be streamed nationwide on tropicalbowl.com. You have to go to the tropicalbowl.com website to stream the game. Now, we haven't learned this yet, have we? We have You have to be attached to a major provider. You have to be attached to something that we get. What makes ESPN Plus work is because we get ESPN. A lot of us get it as an add-on. Some of us get it standalone. I have it part of the, the, the Disney bundle. I got all three. If I could... If I could get rid of Hulu and just maybe have a slimmer bundle with ESPN Plus and Disney Plus, I would do that. But I have all three because I use two of those services. I might as well get all three of them, save some money. And that's what we do. We watch things on 
places or at places on services we have. Make it easy for me to watch your, your, your thing. Make it easy for me. Radio, games. Why, why is radio so Because we have radios. You are listening to this on a radio or a stream. We have tried to make it easier for you on a stream as well. So you know, make it easy for me. But how many of you are going to, if you're, you're interested in this thing, 4 o'clock, the Tropical Bowl at Camping World Stadium on tropicalbowl.com. I don't know how much exposure you're going to get out of this, but uh, the right people will be there, I'm sure. Text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Let's get your text in. We'll take your tweets as well, at Paul Swan. More coming up on this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's our final segment of today's edition of The Drive for Wednesday, January 18th, and we will take your text, 304-396-TALK. That's 304-396-8255. Also, you can reach out to me on Twitter, at Paul Swan, and if you're listening to the show on a delayed basis, that means you've got the podcast, and you've gone to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or someplace else, wherever you get in your podcast. And if you haven't discovered yet how to do that, open up your favorite podcast app and just search The Drive with Paul Swan. And you can also comment on Twitter on a delayed basis. I'll see it at Paul Swan. Earlier today, we told you that Marshall Thundering Herd wide receiver Corey Gamage announcing he has entered the portal. And from Twitter... I've said it before, and I said it again and again. The portal and NIL have ruined college athletics. Big money is all it's about now. So that individual on Twitter saying that it's just big money now. It's the portal. It's ruining everything. And then also from Twitter, Someone replied and said, no, Corey wants to go where he has a proven quarterback throwing him the ball. Why would a great receiver want to be in an offense where they only run or throw slants? So some people still taking issue with the way Marshall's offense is run. I'll say this for certain. Is Marshall's offense a product of the coach and his system, or is Marshall's offense a product of what you got? Or is it a little bit of both? Let's be fair. It's a little bit of both. Can't run everything you want to run. You have to do certain things because it's what you, you're capable of doing. You want to run the best things. What works, works for you. And how do you solve this wide receiver issue? If, if that's the case, is it a quarterback confidence issue? Is it a quarterback problem? Is that why you're seeing maybe a few people hit the transfer portal because it's a quarterback problem? Let's be honest. It was kind of dicey for a little while at the quarterback position, just a little bit. And Marshall's a run-oriented team. Marshall runs first. That's not a secret. Marshall likes to run first. Marshall likes to 
attack on the ground first. And if you have a really good running game and then you are successful with that, you can open up the passing game. So I don't know what the ultimate answer is going to be. You know, are you going to see improvement at the quarterback position? Are you going to see wide receivers coming in that are more capable, getting open, allowing your quarterback to do more? Are you going to go the transfer portal route and maybe try to get a veteran quarterback to come in here? You saw what happened last time that happened. I mean, that's going to work. Sometimes it's going to work. Sometimes it's not. And, again, the transfer portal, keep in mind, just because a kid puts his name in the transfer portal doesn't mean he's going to find success. And I hope Corey Gamage finds what he's looking for. I like Corey. I hope all these kids find something that's going to benefit them. And that means also they're going to continue their education. But a lot of these kids are not going to see the football field again because they're going to put themselves in the transfer portal. And they're not going to find necessarily what they think they're looking for. It's not a cure-all. The transfer portal is not a cure-all because there are so many kids in the transfer portal now. Now, not everyone's in it. But you got to look at these kids and say, okay, why is this kid in the transfer portal? Why is this person here? What is the issue? Or what was it that made them want to leave? Or are they going to a bigger school? Now, if you're a kid from a school like Marshall and you're having success, then maybe you want to try your hand at a bigger school. And again, We've talked to Coach Huff in the past. I mean, it's going to be competitive out there. You have name, image, and likeness. That's going to be an issue. It's going to be, in the future, an issue because programs that are looking to be better will have more resources to get better, and there will be opportunities. There will be ways for the student-athletes to take advantage of name, image, and likeness, and that's going to play a factor. We're not here in the good old days of college football where you know, I, I, I'm, I'm blessed and honored to get a scholarship at Marshall University or put your insert any university here. We're not at that point where, okay, I'm putting the uniform on. It means something for me. I, I, I'm – childhood dream to play for the herd or any other team. I mean, you know, these kids are these kids are looking for the best opportunities. Some kids they're looking for the best opportunities and hoping it's Marshall. Some kids, you know, come to Marshall and it's hey, I want to play football. This is going to be a great place for me. Play football. Other kids, hey, I want to come to Marshall and play football, but I want to be able to create value for myself and then springboard to someplace else. I'm here until I can be elsewhere. And that's what you're going to see with a lot of these kids. And the thing here is we're, we're finally seeing college football become more pro style only because For a multitude of years, a multitude of years, the kids, the student-athletes, weren't really at the table. 
coach can leave, kids can't. A lot of money's being made at the university now. That's with a grain of salt because there are some universities that aren't making money. Let's let's talk upper echelon here. Let's talk Georgia. Let's talk Ohio State. Let's talk Alabama. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about these universities. There's a lot of money to be made. And these kids weren't seeing any of it. And they were a lot of them were scrapping by. A lot of things were happening that we now call name, image, and likeness. A lot of things were happening that we didn't talk about or didn't know about. So a lot of this stuff has been going on. It's just now we're out in the open with it, and we have a structure to it a little bit more. At least we have a platform with a transfer portal. You know, kids can... Kids are looking for opportunities. You go to you go to college to put yourself in the best position for your future endeavors. And so now we're seeing this and we're seeing this amplified when it comes to football and basketball to a degree that student athletes are looking at athletics as an opportunity and this is a vehicle i mean for a lot of kids yeah all they know is marshall a lot of kids this is going to be where i play this is where i i remain this is my career i love it here and for other kids they're coming in now and okay this is going to be a great place for me to springboard elsewhere or this is where the best opportunity is for me at the moment and i can I can turn that into a better opportunity elsewhere, and you're going to see that time and time again. Now, is that the reason why today that we see Corey Gamage is leaving? I won't know that. We don't know that. Corey's reasons are his own. But here we are in this name, image, and likeness transfer portal world where we have to make it a part of what we do. We have to understand that these student athletes today if there's a better opportunity to be had they're not going to sit through the adversity they're not going to stay and deal with the adversity unless they're really committed to the university and they're there for reasons that are are not necessarily name image and likeness focused or Okay, I'm not getting as much playing time here, but I'm getting my degree. This is where I want to be. I want to learn at Marshall University. I want to get my degree in something, and this is the way I'm, I'm getting it done. I'm playing football. I'm playing basketball. I'm playing volleyball. I'm competing and getting my education paid for. So is the student-athlete ruining college athletics because that athlete now has an opportunity to change schools or should that student athlete should there be a little bit more structurally you can't hop from school to school you can't sit there and go okay i'm here okay this didn't work out so i'm gonna go here okay this didn't work out so i'm gonna go here you know should you limit the times you can use the transfer portal and again just because you put yourself in the transfer portal doesn't mean you're going to get out. You might find 
Yeah, your stock isn't as high as you thought it was. You might have been better off staying where, where you were at. You might have to drop down to uh, uh, Division Two. You might have to play uh, lower-level football, and that's fine because there's some really good football being played at other divisions, and you might find more success. You might find you're happier. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for tuning in. You can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. While you're there, you can follow me. You can make a commitment to me. I would appreciate that. Podcast available, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great night, everyone. we got basketball tomorrow. Her taking on Texas State. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.